I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a little bit of a mental regroup and a reminder that it is okay to regroup as you get ready for a new month. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 293, Regroup. And I am regrouping and experimenting with a sock as part of my recording setup, and I've pulled it on and pulled it off and put it back on and put it back off, and it is back on now. I just recorded an intro without the sock, thinking that's really where I need to be, sockless, And now I've got the sock in place again, so I don't know. I just don't know, but I am here on a Saturday at the end of the month because it is time to regroup to get ready for the coming month. It is the last weekend in January, the last weekend of the first month of the year. It is time again to think about next month to contemplate some small to-dos, and to set up a tracker. Time for me to do that, and time for some of you to do that, and time for some of you to consider doing that. The first month of this year has been generally uneventful. Uneventful in big ways. No big things. And yet, it has felt tumultuous in its own pattern of ups and downs, the ebb and flow of self, of creative energy, the feeling of being pulled in a variety of directions, a little bit of rubber banding going on. Much, though, has been accomplished, and much has fallen away. Many things just didn't pan out. And it is funny that in episode 290, I talked about sifting and panning after piling up a jack-in-the-beanstalk-worthy pile of hopes and ambitions for the new year. And as I struggled through the metaphors in that show, teasing out the ways in which they did and didn't work and did and didn't line up and did and didn't match and were or were not beautiful enough to talk about twisting and turning the ideas of panning and sifting into something that could capture the settling in of a new year. Not once, at least I don't think, not once. Not once did that phrase even come to mind. It didn't pan out. Did I really not say that in that show? This perfectly fitting phrase for that entire discussion, it just didn't pan out. That was it. Exactly. It didn't pan out. Not everything panned out. Not everything will pan out. What you were left with in the pan tells you something. Keeping a tracker is something I advocate in creative circles. It is something I have come to advocate. It is not something I've always done. Definitely not in the way I do it now. But at this point, Yes, I do. I advocate it. Whether you are tracking quantity, I want to do five of these or 10 of these, or I am doing 
365. And so I have a giant chart of 365 blocks or circles or something that I can fill in or check off. Or whether you are tracking productivity and dailiness, I want to do this every day. Tracking can help you stay aware of your goals and tasks all month long. My monthly tracker isn't in a notebook that I use day to day right now, and that probably is not a good thing. And I am thinking that through and thinking about whether or not I want to change things up. Haven't quite settled on exactly what I'm doing. I have made some mental migration to small. Took me by surprise too. But I'm not sure moving my tracking that direction will be effective. And I do like the idea of the trackers staying in a single place. So I do try at least and pull out this notebook, this tracker once a day. And I fill in the boxes to see what I've been doing and to look at what I haven't been doing and to look at what I still need to do in terms of those quantitative things. It is a little breather on some days. I open this tracker up, a moment where I deliberately stop, I get this notebook, open this tracker up, grab a ballpoint, and I take stock. Did I do that yesterday? Did I do that? Did I do that? Some days, seeing the boxes spurs me on to go ahead and do something that I might otherwise forget or might otherwise let slip by. It is a really clear reminder that, oh yeah, I wanted to do that every day if possible. Some categories that I set up to track are sadly blank. But even that was really informative. That shows me what fell off, what slid through, what didn't pan out. The daily tracking has worked and it is working. The process works for me. I don't care if it's pretty. That has absolutely nothing to do with this for me. The mental nudge, the rubric, all of that works. And when I share my tracker for accountability, it isn't because it's beautiful. It's because it reminds me that I do want to track and I do believe in tracking and I want to show that I am tracking along with everyone else because I think it's important and can be very helpful. It is a tool. It is a tool. It is a tool that you can make your own. It is a tool that you can do in myriad ways. You need to find your own way to do it and your own balance of whether or not you want it to be pretty or whether or not you want it to just be functional, how personal it is, what you share, what you show. In addition to the daily tracking, I have notations about some of the other things that I wanted to work into the month, into this month. So there are some specific things for this month and then some things that I wanted to work into every month. One of this and one of that. Go and do this one time. Not all of those things have I hit. I thought that setting up these one-off tasks, that's how I think of them, just one of this or one of that, they're one-off tasks. I thought that would be easy to fulfill. How hard will it be to work in drawing this thing one time each month? It shouldn't be hard. But in a month of daily portraits, this other thing hasn't come up as a priority. It hasn't fit. 
A quick drawing? Yes, I can do that. I definitely can do that. I can get this crossed off my list. And that may be what happens. But my plan was one solid drawing of this thing each month. I would have a year, 12, of this thing, which is also a theme I care about and which isn't getting any attention. And I just want to keep my foot in the water there. I want to bring it back into my awareness. So my plan was one of this thing a month. And I still have that to do. And then there was this other category entirely. I wanted to do two in that category this month. And I don't know how many it will be every month, but it would be an every month thing to do X number of this thing, which I would decide at the start of the month. But I needed to get off to a good start in January. And I only listed two. I had a determined goal too. And this feeds into one of my important goals for the year, one of my year plans. One of the things that is most important, if I look at the top maybe four things I really want to focus on and work on in this year, this thing on my monthly calendar was really critical. I needed to see that I can push through and do this. And I haven't even done one. And then there were other loose ideas. Surely I can be a person who manages to go and do this once a month. As I thought about the 18 for 2018 list, something that I talked about in a recent newsletter that I heard about on Gretchen Rubin's Happier podcast, I thought about that list and I broke things out even farther. Just let me do this one time in a year. Just one. I have 365 days in which I can try and fit this one thing in. So my monthly goals are similar. They're a little more demanding. I want to do this one time in a month. So I'm really closing the window, not giving myself an entire year. I want to do it twice this month because I want to do 25 this year. Or I want to do twice this month because I want to build up twice this month, twice next month, three times the next month. There are all kinds of systems we can make to try and create movement and to start slow and build into something that we consider really important and to ease our way into something new or scary or big or intimidating or time-consuming. All kinds of ways we can do that. I have something due on January 31st. And while I have spent hours thinking about it, I have procrastinated and I just can't wrap my head around it. That is really, really not like me. Midweek last week, I thought about these to-dos for the month. I thought about it and I thought, there's still a few days left. I could still manage to work in this drawing, to do those two things, to go and do that, to go and sit in this place and do that. I can still hit some or all of these goals. I want these monthly things to work. I really do. I need to be able to see that I can hit some of these other tasks. I want to be able to have a set of monthly one-off things in addition to my regular day-to-day creative focus. I want to hit these things throughout the month, though, not have them all sitting the last week of the month and giving me some quest to go on a connect the dots day, some kind of scavenger hunt, moving from this to that and trying to fill in all of these monthly boxes. Tick this off and tick that off. 
doing that might tick off the boxes, but it isn't going to have given those things the right amount of focus. It isn't going to be exactly what I anticipated or what those things deserved. There were personal goals too that really didn't pan out for lots of reasons. It makes me just crazy that I cannot be the person to make these things pan out. If anything, in some of these categories, I went to the extreme opposite. Less steps, not more, for example. Less light, less journaling, less, less, less. There definitely seems to be a theme in some of the categories that I was hopeful about. You might be in a similar space, looking at the month and realizing that you didn't manage everything you hoped. This brave new you that you thought you could work on, this brave new creative you that you thought would come charging to the forefront in January, maybe it just didn't line up quite the way that you thought it would. Maybe all the things just didn't fall into place. And really, The things don't just fall into place. You have to work on them and bring them about. But maybe all the things can't possibly fit in your day. That's the trick of daily tracking, understanding and appreciating that, that not everything will happen. You have to be okay with that. But in a month, in this larger container, 30, 31, 28 days, what can you manage in a month? Can you do one of this and one of that and two of that and still have your 30 or 31 or 28? Or are you better off with just the one focus? Can you multitask? Can you multi-project without feeling scattered and fragmented? What do you lose in your narrative if you leave yourself just one focus and leave everything else up to chance? Maybe you're the kind of person that will still be incredibly productive and fruitful that way, but I'm probably not. I really don't have any goal to work on this or that other thing. I probably won't. I might just draw every day. And that would be good. That's not bad. I spend several hours drawing every day on most days, and I love that. But I also want to do all these other things. And in some cases, the other things are the things I think which will help me create my own path, a new path, a different path. So you have to make room for those things and for figuring out the best approach. As I thought about the panning last week, I reminded myself that February starts things all over. I reminded myself that I can stop, that I can look at all of this, look at this month and how things went, look at the monthly goals I had, look at where my heart is right now, and if I need to, make changes. These plans that I had still have value. And some of the things that flowed away in January, they might need to be added back in again. Another attempt at making a difference and making a change. I don't know that I want really to drop anything out of my monthly setup. It may be even that I'm going to add a few more things in. Maybe I never learn or maybe this is exactly the benefit of learning that I know that I can keep adding some things in and that I won't do them all and that that's okay too. It may be that I'm going to try again in February to hit some of the daily things that didn't quite work in January. Maybe it will this time. What I don't want is to give up. I don't have the sense that once I set my goals and make a tracker, then that's it. I'm on auto cruise. I can just go forth into my life and my year and it will all just be what it is. 
to me, it's a constantly evolving, a constantly evolving process, a process of regrouping, reassessing, recommitting, reaffirming, re-upping, re-upping. I'm going to do this again. No, this didn't work. I really need to change this. Hmm, I'm not getting there. I'm not meeting that. I'm not doing that. I'm not feeling better about this. My tracker is one thing and it looks concrete and it looks like it's set in stone and it is a guide for a month, but it's not the end. It's not the end of any process. It's just a part. It's just a tool along the way. You have to use that tool in ways that work and you have to be willing to keep shifting and growing and morphing and adapting your passions change your interests change your time changes your finances change your day-to-day changes your schedules change your relationships change and that all impacts what you do and what you try to do and what you want to do it's very dangerous to decide on january 1 that you have all these goals for the year and here's your monthly tracker and just charge forward without ever stopping to look around and get your bearings, to look at where you are, to look back and see where you started, to look ahead and see where you are going, but to really stop and look around. How is it going? Take stock, think, do you need to change something? Do you need to turn? Do you need to pivot? Do you need to move in a new direction? Do you need to add something different? Do you need to recontextualize something? Maybe you have something set up and you need to say, it isn't quite working for me this way. I need to try this. We don't end with the process of setting the goals. The goals can change. You have the power to change those goals. And you have to give yourself permission to do that. The project you decided would be your year project may just not work. You may hate it. The focus you decided you would have in January and February may really, really have lost its power for you. You can change. These self-constructed walls that we set up, these boundaries, boundaries are good. Rubrics are good. Scaffolding is good. We all need something to help keep us balanced and to help keep us moving forward and to help keep us on a path that matters to us each individually but you have to give yourself permission to change, to regroup. Because just walking down that path because you started on that path, once you realize that path isn't making you happy, is making you stressed, is making you less fulfilled than if you were doing something else, or is making you really wish you were doing something else, once you realize that, you owe it to yourself to change, to set out on a new path or to write down that you think you need to head on a new path and just take the first step. It doesn't matter what day of the month it is. It doesn't matter if an entire section of your tracker is going to be blank. It does not matter. Your tracker and your goals are not set in stone. Just because you had a goal does not mean you cannot change your mind. It can be very hard to be in the middle of something that you are tracking or that you have as a goal and miss. It can be hard if you miss. It can be very hard if you miss and realize that you're not going to meet it in the way you intended. Or to realize that it just isn't making you happy, that you can keep doing it. But why? Despite my planning, I don't know that I really did anything different in January because of all the goals. 
seems like all the goals led to the things that I still haven't done. Did I do anything really different than in previous months or than over the last year? I'm not sure. Maybe just a little bit. What I did do is draw. Every day. Hopefully by the end, I will have done 30 faces in 30 days. And 31 daily drawings. Most likely 31 faces. But I might take that final day for my thing drawing. Or else it'll be an extra. So I did this. I drew. I drew. And that has been good, I have to say. I feel really good about it. I feel really good about January. Drawing in January has been good. Some nights, I wasn't sure I could finish a drawing. I found myself right back in that ballpoint mentality of, wow, I'm loving what I'm doing, but it's taking a while. And some nights, I wasn't sure I would finish. But the overarching 30 and 30 goal, having that, was good. It was a scaffolding that really helped keep me on track. Having an accountability system was great. I intended to use it differently, but in the end, it was really a helpful thing in my head and really kept pushing me with these drawings every day. And I podcasted. I podcasted. But beyond drawing and podcasting, did anything change? I'm not sure I made headway in directions that I think need to be mapped. My goals for the year, I think, are still valid. I know I need to keep reaching out for certain things, trying to find my footing in certain places, wishing for things that I can't quite seem to tap, and working at proactively doing certain things, not just wishing. I did make a few decisions. Maybe that will help me start moving forward with the to-dos, the non-dailies. What I do know is that the list helps. I don't know if I will try and do a marathon weekend of hitting the boxes to do the things I didn't yet manage in the month. I could try. I might. I might. I definitely, I feel it. I feel it. I feel this urge to turn off the microphone in a few minutes and get dressed and go sit at a coffee shop. I still have a few days left to fill my tumbler for free. So I might. But I have an awful lot of other things that I really want to do this weekend too. And I have to tackle that item that has a due date. And what I want is someone else to help me keep track of that. For someone else to say, did you do it? (laughs) I need someone else to help push me on this. And that's an unusual, an unusual situation for me. And that's something that really we don't usually have the luxury of having. So I need to do that. And once that's done, I guess I'll see what's left over. Do I need to go do this marathon? What I do keep going back to is the fact that I still can change what makes the monthly list, how I structure, where I want to focus. I did add a new big goal in January. Late in January, I decided I have this new goal and I got all excited about it. And then I realized I've done things like this before. And I started realizing how many things I've done before that have completely flopped. I'm not a newbie. I'm not a newbie. I have tried things before and they have all flopped, but I still have this idea And that's going to change or might change how I shuffle and organize these other goals. It might even change how much attention I give to the podcast or how often I podcast. I hope not. I hope not. I don't like the push comes to shove. I don't like that things have to juggle. I don't like to detract or take away from my main areas of focus and passion, the things I most love in order to fit other things in. 
And that should tell me something. And it does. It does. But if I want to keep moving forward, I'm going to have to fit a few more things in. I might end up setting up my tracker on February 1. I've done that before. Or the night before. Despite telling you that you should do it early, I am often at the last minute because I hate drawing those lines. I do. But I do know that having one helps me. It helps me feel like I have some sense of order, even if really my energies are still a combination of mostly scattered with nightly sessions of focus. It's like a weather report. I am mostly scattered with periods of focus between 8 and 11 or 9 and 12. And I am about to finish my binge series and I am so sad about that. And yet knowing I'm coming to the end really has me thinking about this other goal I have too. So I'll find something else. I will find something new to shift into or to rewatch. How did your month go? I hope you take time to wrap up the month. Some strategies that have come up in the last year for doing this include a month-end log of important things that happened in the month. Just add it in your notebook or your journal or your planner. A month-end tally of anything quantitative. How many of this did you do, especially if you're doing a 365? How many times did you do this, especially if it is something that plays into a year-long goal? A month-end gratitude log, looking back and reflecting on the larger things that stand out, which I think is a little different than the day-to-day gratitude log. A month-end summary, just a statement of how the month went. Just think about it. How do you feel at the end of this month? And then think about the coming month. Where do you need or want to bring about change? Where do you need or want to focus your energies? Are you happy with how things went and how things are going? Why or why not? Can you change the equation? You can't always. There are some things you may not be able to change. But can you change the equation? Is there something you can do, some little thing you can try or alter or make a habit or ask for that can help? And as you think about these questions, think about your connections too. Are you keeping up with them? Are you making them? Are you reaching out? Are you sharing? Are you taking a stand for your creative self? Are you believing in your creative self? Are you being open to both your creative self and to what it takes to live that self, to validate that self, to be that self, to make that self important in your day-to-day? I am the art. The art is me. That is it for today. That is it for episode 293. I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. If you are not signed up for my newsletter, please sign up. You can find that link on the website. And one of my goals this year is to be both blogging and mailing with more regularity to put some of what actually goes into a podcast on the page or on the screen in visual ways. So please sign up. The music I play on the show is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. That's O-A-M-Y-O-A-M-Y. Same thing at Sketchy. And I spend a great deal of time in the Facebook group, the Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook. It is different than the page, 
I don't post to the page very often other than to often belatedly announce shows. So if you're interested in the group, please look it up and you do need to request to join. As always, thank you to those of you who support the Creativity Matters podcast at Patreon, www.patreon.com slash creativity matters. Your support makes a great deal of difference to this show and to how I can think about the show and how and if I can continue the show. So I really appreciate those of you who have taken that step. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a great week, everyone. Have a great end of January, and I hope your February gets off to a rockin' good start.